0: Welcome back to the Jordan Syet Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I have an amazing episode for you today. Make sure you listen the whole way through because it gets really, really good, especially towards the end. But I speak with Inner Circle member Nicole. She's incredible. She's actually making her way through the calorie cycling challenge right now. And we talk about a lot. We talk about how she can continue to lose weight after the calorie cycling challenge without actually counting calories. We talk about how she can improve her consistency with nutrition, but also not getting too consistent because if you get too consistent, then fitness really starts to take over your entire life. So we talk all about how to improve her relationship with food, how she can lose weight without counting calories, how she can include alcohol within her nutrition while still losing weight. We talk about a lot. So I hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. And if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at the link in the show notes.
1: I'm so good. How are you?
0: I'm really good. I'm very excited about this. So I'm like so for,
1: anxious. <laughs>
0: what are you anxious about? <laughs>
1: because it's like you see, like I see you on the Facebook page and like through my emails and stuff. And it's like technically to me, you're a celebrity. So it's like a big
0: deal. <laughs> I promise, I'm not short, bald, Jewish, nerdy guy. Not a celebrity. <laughs> Just a uh, a nerdy personal trainer is really what it boils down to. So I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me. It means a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate this. This is this is really cool. I've never done anything like this before, so I'm excited. Oh, good.
0: All right. Yeah. So so I read your email, and uh, actually I loved what you wrote and like what you wanted to talk about. But just do me a favor. I want you to take the lead. Just tell me what's going on, and and we'll see like if I can help you with some stuff.
1: Okay. Um, so where do I start? <laughs> so background. Um, I am from Ohio, just small town northwest Ohio. Okay. And um, grew up with three sisters we are very close-knit. I've got two twin sisters or twin sisters that are older than me, like 14 months older. And then I came along. And then my youngest sister is just two years younger than me. So my parents had us pretty close together. Okay. So growing up was great. But I love my father, but I take after him so much. Like <laughs> everything body shape wise snacking habits everything i am my dad and my sisters all got my mom's body shape metabolism everything um so growing up and having three sisters who never really had to assume they seem like they didn't have to try very hard they were just mm-hmm. able to eat what they want wear what they want looked good did good no problem and then there was me and um I can remember being at family holidays, just dinners, whatnot, and wanting to go up to get a plate of seconds and just kind of getting the eye like, hey, should you really be eating that? Should you be doing that? So it kind of really put a negative impact on food for me and how I saw food. And I just wanted it to be a comfort for me because that's what I liked. And I couldn't get anything or do anything else. And uh, it was hard to keep weight off sometimes. So I just... Yes, (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Um, but always in sports throughout high school, and that helped keep me in shape. Um, What'd and I play? remember listening to what's that? What'd you play? Uh, basketball and volleyball. I didn't play volleyball my senior year because I was trying to go to college for basketball and almost did, but decided not to just because of um, going to school for nursing. and Oh, that's amazing! Yeah.
0: That would be a Um, lot to do both. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I remember having like a panic attack at an open gym for a college um, that I was going to go to and wanted to play at and just being like, mom, you can get me. I can't do this. Like major panic attack. Like I cannot balance school and sports as much as I loved it. But that kept me in shape during um, high school and everything. And going into college, again, I had roommates that would work out with me. They were great influences for food and everything, but I never really understood, I guess, food and how Mm -hmm. it can really impact you so much. I was always under the impression that in order to stay in shape, I needed to be working out. I needed to be at the gym doing cardio for one thing. I never wanted to touch weights at all, but I had to be doing cardio, some kind of workout in order to be in shape. And and nutrition was the last thing that I even ever considered. Um, And after college got married, and I think when I got married, that was probably, I would say, like the, my best shape in my, of my life as okay. at, up to this point. Um, I was able to, I, you know, had a wedding in mind when to fit into my wedding dress wanted to look good. So I was working out. I was watching what I was eating, not necessarily paying attention to how much or what, but I was just careful about sugars and carbs and that kind of intake to make sure that I could look up for my wedding day. Wedding day came and went. Everything was great. Married for three years now, so everything's been good. Congrats. That's amazing. It's been like, yeah, thank you. Now I've just put on that I'm in a happy marriage weight. Mm. And it seems like every summer that comes along, it just reminds you of, hey, you're not actually in that best of shape because now you have to put on the bathing suit. And mm. your sister's really good in the bathing suits. They always look good in the bathing suits, but you never were able to wear that bikini. Or you were never able to, like, really show your stomach because you were never really in shape. And it's not that anybody has told me that, but it's like those inner demons, like it's it's the voice in your head that's like, well, actually, no, you probably shouldn't wear that because they're going to talk about you. You don't look good. They're not going to tell you that, but they think that you don't look good. Mm. So it's just those nasty inner demons that they just wear you down so oh, much. Yeah. It's terrible.
0: They're brutal. Your own yeah. voices in your own head are just awful.
1: Yeah. So, um then let's see so present day so i mean so i got married i started you know i got a membership at a local gym because i was no longer in college anymore and now i have to pay for a gym membership instead (laughs) and i've learned that i am the person that working out at home for me if i don't have the actual equipment to do so i'm just not going to do it Mm. i either go to the gym for accountability knowing that i'll get a good workout in or i'm not going to do it at all Because I just, I cannot do a home workout. I just, I would rather just sit on the couch and watch Netflix.
0: (laughs) I feel that. I definitely feel that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can bend Netflix for hours. So, (laughs) so, so I was, you know, started going to the local Y that's here and working out and loved it and and still do. Um, Now I'm just at the point that I'm in school again and I'm going for my master's to be a nurse practitioner and um, I have been just a lot more sedentary. I mean, my online schooling takes hours. On, on days when I'm not working, I am sitting and doing homework for hours and hours, and I've seen that over the last um, year, I've put on yet even more weight, and I just don't, I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, why am I doing this? Like, I've been active. I've been going to the gym. I think I'm watching what I'm eating, was like, but maybe I'm not because, you know, that mindset again, it's like, I'm going to the gym. I should be fine. I'm not, I should be in shape because I've been working out consistently, or I think so at least. Um, so I just don't understand why I can't get into being consistent or just like trying to see results. Like you get so frustrated when you think that you're doing well,
0: yeah.
1: but you're not seeing the results that you think you should be seeing.
0: That's the worst. And- that's the worst yeah. when, when, you, yeah. when you feel like I'm working so hard. I feel like I'm doing everything right. And it just doesn't seem to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was right before you started the calorie cycling challenge that I've been, my sisters actually turned me on to your Instagram page and whatnot, because they are some of my best support system is my sisters. Like that, cause I can express to them my feelings and everything and, and they can just, reassure me, make me just feel better about the struggles that I'm going through. That's amazing. Not, yeah, not telling me that, oh, don't worry about it, but just like saying, no, the way you feel is valid and that's that's okay and, you know, try try this or try that. So, one of my sisters actually, you know, had in our Instagram chat, they would send posts that you had put up on your face or your Instagram page like just the no BS kind of stuff about like just quit waiting for the motivation to happen to, like go and do it. Mm-hmm. So, um I then started following you on Instagram and everything back onto Facebook and Facebook would give me the um notifications about like sponsoring their um, cycling calorie cycling challenge and I had to click on it one night and I'm like no I'm not gonna pay money for something that again I'm not going to do because I'll get into that habit of like I'll see a program I'll like well that looks really good like that should work. So I'll go ahead and pay money, but then do nothing with it.
0: Yep. Yep. Super common. Super common. Yeah.
1: So I decided I I clicked on the link a couple of times and I kept closing out. I'm like, no, it's like, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to buy it and I'm not going to do anything with it. And so I decided the night before it was going to start that I was just going to do it. I'm like, I'm going to stop making excuses and I'm going to... Put my money where my mouth is in like the literal sense and love just that. Yeah, and just do it. Like I'm gonna stop making excuses, quit giving myself a pity party, and like if I'm if I wanna see change that badly, I just need to do it. That's and great. I, to, I love that so yeah, I got fed up with <laughs> of telling myself, screw it, you already ruined your eating for the day. Like you were on a good roll, you already messed it up by eating X, Y, and Z. So you might as well just keep eating like crap. Mm. so I've enjoyed the calorie cycling challenge I can't say that I've like st- been like incredibly consistent with it but okay. I've learned I've learned a lot and I think I've learned the most I mean something about nutrition because in all the videos that you guys have sent about like throughout the cycling challenge is that like the, the goal is not to see who can lose the most weight Correct. and and I was never really in it for because I know that there's like there's winners and you can like win something, but I was never, I never signed up with the intention of receiving anything out of it just besides gaining knowledge and gaining, you know, figuring out how can I make this long lasting? How Mm -hmm. can I maintain this and figure out how to do this on the long run? Because what I've been doing honestly hasn't been working. (laughs) Like I've been, I've been trying things. I've been trying to work out and do certain workout programs, but I've never actually honed in on nutrition and figuring out how is this affecting my body and what I'm doing and with coming from a medical background having I've been a nurse now for five years and I'll be done with school in December with my master's so like I'm almost there that's
0: exciting that's (laughs) amazing
1: I'm pumped I'm ready for school to be over (laughs) (laughs) but with seeing with knowing what nutrition, how good it is for you. And with being in like the medical field, I want to set myself up for a healthy future. And I want to set myself up to, you know, my parents are incredible and hardly have any health conditions at all. And my mom doesn't take any medications besides just like supplements. My dad is on a very low dose, um, blood pressure medicine, and he could almost come off of it here soon because he's been doing well. That's so awesome. that's amazing. Yeah. So they set me up with great genes that I'm thankful for. And I don't want to ruin that. I've seen so much, in at work, of people that have these chronic health conditions. That gosh, like you could have avoided that. Like if we just hone in on moving more and having a good balanced diet, it's like we could really be really healthy people in the future. And we could set yeah. ourselves up for success and not not being on hundred medications because we didn't live a very healthy life and we chose bad bad habits so that's where i'm kind of at right now <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out because then the other thing that gets thrown into the mix is that um my husband and i want to start a family soon
0: that's exciting and
1: yeah it's super exciting like i i've been waiting for this and and i i was trying to get through a good chunk of school before we threw then a baby into the mix of it, so I <laughs> wasn't balancing too much but then I just get really concerned because in my female brain, I'm like, okay, I know, I know you put on weight during pregnancy. And I know that's normal, but then I get afraid that I'm going to put it on and I'm not going to be able to get it off. Mm. And I'm going to deal with the body dysmorph- dysmorphia that you see because I'm going to see the scale go up and that's going to yep. make me anxious. Like I don't hardly yep. weigh myself now. Because it gives me too much anxiety to do so. I, I hate. I, I mean, I remember you. I think I heard you say it on a on a podcast one time that somebody else was anxious about weighing themselves, and you just said, just don't do it. A hundred percent. Just stop getting just stop. on. So I Absolutely. and I and I never did. I, I mean, I did like I stepped on the scale before the calorie sucking challenge, and I was like, oof. I was like, this is why I don't <laughs> step on the scale. Like, I am pretty certain that the scale is just of the devil, and it's just evil in general. <laughs> so i just refuse to look at it <laughs> so i i'm aware you know that being having a healthy um pregnancy is going to involve you i'm going to put on weight I mean, obviously i'm growing another human inside of me so like that's going to add on more weight and it's normal Correct. and like that's got, that has to be okay but i'm just i'm like okay how can i how can i maintain the track that i'm on now while still having a healthy pregnancy, but then also when I'm done, getting back on track to to lose the weight that I had put on. so i'm just mm-hmm. I'm just so nervous that I'm not gonna be able to and that. sounds like main
0: concern is once the pregnancy is over. Like you know gaining weight during pregnancy is normal. Yeah. It sounds like the main concern is once it's over, will you be able to lose weight?
1: Yeah, yeah. and and I just and I know that I'm gonna struggle with the weight that that I, I, I will put on um, during the pregnancy, just because I know that in my head it's going to, I know what it's, I know why I'm putting on weight, but it's going to freak me out that I'm going to weigh more just in general. Mm. Because I'm like, I, oh, it just, ugh, I hate that thought of going up And like, I know that my weight has increased even the last three years of marriage and I could have prevented that. It's like, I can't prevent this weight gain. Mm -hmm. obviously it's just oh i don't i don't know the female mind is annoying (laughs) (laughs) i just say that i know because and again i listened to your podcast your most recent one about um your your journey and everything and how you you talked about um how men men struggle with body image issues too Mm -hmm. it's like we just don't they don't talk about it as much compared to females like we make it very obvious and known so i'm like guys can never have any issues with their body image like it's fine but girls it's it's completely different because that's what we that's what society says that we're judged by and our value is in is is the way we look when Mm -hmm. that's not the case at all so i'm just i'm just nervous for the next chapter of my life and not being able to get back and I, I don't need to be I'm not looking to be skinny like I just want to be strong and healthy mm-hmm. and I want to figure out measurable goals
0: mm.
1: that I can work towards even during pregnancy and, and knowing that I'll be like setting up good um, a good foundation right now that way as the months go on I won't have trouble coming back
0: mm. to it I that's,
1: love that, that. That's my goal. So I, I, I at least want to make it realistic and not make something that's unachievable, because then I'm just going to be disappointed if I, if I can't make, make that goal. I love that.
0: I, yeah. I, I love that. That's what you came to, like, like almost like in conclusion. My goal is to set something that's realistic and sustainable that I can still come back. Like I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is that where you want to start? Do you want to start with like maybe coming up with some goals that you'd like to achieve now leading into the pregnancy and then what you could come back to after?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's start. Yeah. So so talk to me. What could it be Are like more performance based goals or more consistency based goals, nutrition? Like it, it could be anything. I, I I'm just throwing out some random ideas, but what do you have in mind? If anything,
1: um, I would like to see consistency-based goals and nutrition-based goals. Um, I know that, like, I I mean, I like all those ideas because Mm -hmm. I I like seeing improvements um, in the gym, too, Mm -hmm. with being able to lift more and do more. And that's great, but, like, that's, I feel like that's a little bit easier for me. Okay. To be able to, like, see, to be able to, like, yeah, I know, like, I know that once that weight gets, feels like it's too light, I'm going to up my weight. Like, I know that. And, like, that feels great to be love able to it. do that. Yeah. But I struggle more with the consistency and with nutrition-based part of it okay. that I know that that's more something that I should work on versus the performance part of it. I
0: love sure. that. Yeah. That's great. And, and that's also really good because in terms of pregnancy and, and weight training, it does have to change when you're pregnant. Like, you can't be lifting right. as heavy as you possibly want. Like, that's that could be dangerous for the pregnancy. So I actually really like that it's more consistency-focused in your mind and also nutrition-focused because that's something you can still work on even throughout the entire pregnancy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and then that, you know, because I started off with the car- calorie cycling challenge, I'm like, okay, so it's going to be over soon. And then when I'm done, what do I do now? I was like, <laughs> do I still like, – am I still calorie cycling? Like how am I, am I just going to just go straight deficit instead and not calorie cycle anymore? Or like, how should I, like, what's my next step after this challenge? Because that's coming up then soon and I don't really know where to, what to go with after it. And then also, it like almost gives me a little bit of not anxiety, but I just get afraid that I'm not tracking the calories right, and then I'm like, okay. So I don't actually know if I'm in a deficit. Like I think I think I'm tracking them right, but I don't really know. And I want to make sure that I'm doing this challenge correctly. um So I just and I know that you talked about the the three like the three meals and then the two snack option too. But then in my head, I'm like, well, how does that work? Like how do you how do you know that you're still in a deficit mm-hmm. if that's all your if if that's what you do? How do you actually know that you can continue fat loss without actually tracking how many calories that you're eating
0: all of these are phenomenal questions they're all great uh would you like me to answer that first one like how yeah. can you know so I'm yeah. gonna answer that first because it's a wonderful question it's a super common question um I'll start by at like by answering another question or, or phrasing another question that is also very common one of the most common questions I get I'm sure you've seen me discuss this one is how do you track how many calories you burn right people ask this all the time should i use my apple watch should i use my fitbit how do you know how many calories you burn and my answer is always you don't ha- you don't have to you don't have to track that it for any number of reasons not least of which number one the the treadmill calorie tracker is completely off way like the apple the apple watch the fitbit they're all completely off and their estimations and usually research shows upwards of 50 percent inaccurate so that's number one the the amount that it's telling you you're burning is usually significantly incorrect. The other thing is, and this is getting more towards the answer of your question is, you don't need to know how many calories you are burning in order to see if you are making progress, right? So for me, if I want to check if I'm making progress, well number one, I'll track my calories in and number two, I'll track my actual progress. So if I'm either losing weight on the scale on a month to month basis. If my measurements are going down on a, on a every two to four week basis, if my clothing is fitting differently on an every like two to four week basis, if my pictures are looking different on a, every four week basis, well now I have specific and measurable ways to say oh well look like my pant size has reduced or the belt notch i can do one more in or any number or my measurements have gone down whatever it is i have specific and measurable ways to track am i making progress Mm -hmm. same same way with um with with weightlifting right like all in order to know if you're making progress you can just see okay am i lifting heavier weight am i doing more reps with the same weight is my technique improved with the same weight can I uh, do it with better control? Can Am I doing, uh, Am I? can I do more reps? Can I do more time under tension, my technique? Like there are many ways to track progress without necessarily needing to track every single minuscule aspect of your programming. So going back to the question, how could you track progress? How do you know if you're actually in a calorie deficit without actually tracking? You just track your progress. That's literally it. Now the difficult part that most people struggle with is they try to track their progress in a seven hour time span. They're like, oh yeah. I didn't I'm not making any progress in the last seven hours. I don't know if it's working. It's like, okay, relax Yes it's, and, and the phrase that I used when I was explaining how to measure your progress was on a two to four week basis every two to four weeks, which means you've got to be very consistent for at least at least two to four weeks consistently. Mm-hmm. To actually measure your progress. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're doing it every forty eight minutes, well, obviously you're not gonna see if you've made progress yet because it's just right. a short time. <laughs> so the the reason I like tracking calories, especially for someone who's never tracked before, is because it brings awareness to how much you're actually eating. Absolutely. But You don't need to track in order to make progress in the same way. You don't need to track your income and expenses in order to make sure you're saving money in the bank, but if you've done it before, it'll really help. Cause then you can say, cool, this is how much money I'm bringing in. This is how much I'm taking out. And now I can budget to make sure I'm saving X amount every month. But you don't need – like you could definitely save money. You could not look at how much weight you're lifting in the gym and still get stronger and lift heavier weight. Like you don't have to see the numbers. You just pick up mm-hmm. the big weight and you know you're lifting heavier weight like that you can – without necessarily tracking. It's not always the smartest or most accurate way to do it, but you can still do it. Right. And once you've established the skill of counting calories and tracking calories, I don't track my calories anymore. I don't – I haven't weighed a food in – probably close to 10 years, but I did it for about two or three years. Mm -hmm. And now I can, all right, I can look at something and eyeball it. And I could know within 50 to hundred calories, what a plate of food has just because I did it for so long. But the most important factor is you track your progress and that's it on a two to four week basis. But most people get caught up and they're like, they get eight minutes in and they're like, well, I'm not making progress. This isn't working. They quit. so so that does that answer your question does does that make sense to you
1: yeah it does it does and that just that resonates with me so much just because I'm like gosh like I just want it's like you want to see that progress so bad and if you don't see it within a couple of days you're like it's not working like (laughs) I'm done I'm just I don't know why I try I'm just gonna move on because that's so true I've, I've done that with myself and I'm like no like give yourself some grace like this is a, this is a process. And and I, you know, can preach it to myself till I'm blue in the face, but there's just those days that you're like, well, I wish it was a faster process because this is really annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: it's like I'm, I'm fed up.
0: <laughs> such an important conversation to have because th- this is why I've said for a long time, we need to eliminate the idea of there being a finish line or an end date to this yes. because When there is in your mind, I need to weigh this amount by this date or I need to accomplish this goal by this day, it's very easy to get discouraged and to convince yourself that it's not working. So why bother when the reality is if you removed that finish line, if you removed that end date and really understood this is for life, this is a lifelong process, you would have kept going and you eventually would have achieved your goal. Maybe not on that arbitrary deadline that you created, but eventually you would have achieved your goal. Right. So, so removing that and that deadline is super important. And the other thing I'll say is, everybody wants faster progress, myself included. We all want that, right? Faster progress is like I want to, I want to make progress more. I want to pr- make progress more quickly because it's super gratifying. Like, oh man, I'm making progress so quickly. But one thing I very firmly believe is, if progress was made much more easily and much more quickly, we wouldn't appreciate it as much. Right, It, it wouldn't yeah. be that much, like we wouldn't have much, so much pride after, like, for example, you're going to graduate school and get your master's in December, right? Mm-hmm. How, how how many years of hard work have you put into getting this degree?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, well, I mean, specifically, the master's program has been like two and a half years. And like, then, you know. To get
0: to the point where you even could qualify right. for that, like, like your entire life. Yeah. I, what percentage of people ever get to this level of success in this field like a teeny tiny minuscule percent to where when you're graduating and you get that like you're going to be very proud of yourself as you should because you stuck with it and I guarantee you had some very tough times with exams yes I guarantee you put a lot of things on hold I guarantee you you sacrificed going out I guarantee you put that on uh, on the highest pedestal to make sure that you could achieve that and because it was so difficult and because you put in so much time and effort, you will look back and say, I'm so proud of how damn hard I worked for that. Oh, not that it happened so quickly, it didn't, but because you worked so hard mm-hmm. for it. And so anytime that I am personally struggling with, with the rate at which something is going, I always remind myself, I will be more proud of myself for accomplishing this when all is said and done because I didn't quit. So right. anytime you're in a moment of, of weakness in which you're like, oh, it's just not going as fast as I want turn that into a positive and say, that's actually a good thing because fighting through this now will make me more proud of myself later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that was, that was a really cool part because I watched the, um, weekly email that you guys had sent out for the, um, calorie cycle challenge. And that was like the topic of your and Susan's video was like, there is a finish line. And I'm like, Dang it, that's a really good point. (laughs) Because in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to get in shape and lose weight before I get pregnant. Because then when I get pregnant, I'll put on more weight, but I won't be, I won't be like overweight. I won't be, I'll be, I'll be okay. I can then lose it easier. And so I'm like, well, crap, like we wanna get pregnant soon. I don't have time. Like I'm not I'm gonna run out of time before I get pregnant and then I'm gonna be way overweight and I can't do anything about it. So (laughs) I watched that video and I was like, shoot. That's a good point. <laughs> and it just seems like every single video that has been sent out during this challenge is like, they, it just, it, it like hits the nail on the head every single day. Cause I will have been thinking about something along the lines that was the topic of the video. And I'm like, my gosh, like why do they make such good points all the time? Like you would think that some of this material should just be common sense. Mm-hmm. But it but it just seems like it's this mind-blowing rocket science that we're just now discovering. And it's like, wow, <laughs> no, like nutrition and just moving your body can do so much for you just if you just do it. Yeah. So that's like some of the, the biggest lessons I've learned just the, this past couple of weeks in this challenge is learning about how you can balance nutrition, you can move your body more, and you can still live your life and you're still going to see progress. Yeah, Like, cause you always preach that, you know, one day is not going to ruin your progress. I mean, my family's going on vacation here in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, I can be okay with knowing that I can go on vacation and come back that next Monday and just get back on track again. Yes. Like it's no big deal. It's, exactly. it's fine. It's like still live your life because restricting yourself so much, you're just going to be miserable. That, I mean, I remember thinking the moment I tell myself that I can't have something, I want it 10 times more. Yes. And then oh, when I want it yeah. 10 times more, I'm going to binge on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be mad that I binged on it. And then I'll say, well, screw it. Or, I messed that up. So let's just eat a you know gallon of ice cream too.
0: <laughs> That's exactly, you just outlined purposefully, the or purposely, uh, per- perfectly that cycle, that thought process. When you say it's mm-hmm. off limits, you want it more. When you want it more, you end up eating more. When you end up yes. eating more, you think you failed. When you think you failed, you give up. That's yep. that is the exact cycle that people go through. I'm going to use that in a post. Uh, (laughs) That's that's exactly right. Now it's funny because you said you feel like these video, like these thoughts, these these ideas should just be common sense. They are common sense and I guarantee you these are things that you would relay to your patients, to your family in terms of health but like you spoke about early on, it's the voices in our head. It's right. the demons mm-hmm. in our head that cause us to think completely illogically. And when someone says it to us, it's like, well, obviously, like I know I, I should have known that, but guarantee you would relay the exact same messages to your friends and your family and your patients without a second thought. It's just, it can be difficult when it's yourself.
1: Absolutely. And it, and it's those habits too, that you have to break those yes. ones that have been just ingrained in you for so long, because that's what's, that's just what you did. And so why change it now it's because i'm i'm currently writing my final paper for for school and it's about cholesterol levels and how physical activity and about nutrition can greatly affect cholesterol levels and i'm like this is this is like absolutely common sense stuff but it just seems like to to pound it into a patient's head just can almost be difficult when they are just like so set in their ways my but you could improve your life so much if you just eat well and move your body. I'm like, I'm not asking you to run a marathon, but like, go on a walk. And so, and then I think to myself, well, Nicole, just like listen to your own. Like, <laughs> that's what you tell them. Like, live what you preach. For crying out loud,
0: <laughs> that's that's exactly right. That yeah. is exactly right. So let me ask you a question. Looking at the calorie cycling challenge and mm-hmm. what you've done, I would like to know what is one thing that you think you've done very well throughout this challenge? And what is one thing that you think you'd like to improve going forward?
1: Um, One thing I think I've done well, even though it could go both ways, I could improve. I've actually, because because it was a calorie cycling challenge, I had to track calories. Mm. And I've been trying to be really good about being intentional and actually tracking calories. Like, if I didn't know how much it was because there wasn't a label to scan, I'm going to Google it. And take out a roundabout idea about what it should be. And I think you said on one of your podcasts, or you said it on something, I don't know. Um, you said that if you didn't know how much exactly it was, and, like, maybe Google or something wasn't giving you the best idea you would you know use that number from the source that you found it from but maybe like add a little bit more to it that way you know that that increases how many calories you've already ate for the day so maybe what you had wasn't exactly that amount but it's still leaving you in a deficit because you're being you know you're being careful with how much you're tracking so i think i've done a really good job of with being intentional with tracking and actually looking at okay how much am i eating because Prior to this challenge, I had no idea what I was eating in a day. Like, I knew like the amount that I was eating, and in my head, I was eating good. I was mm-hmm. being smart about what I was eating, but I think in reality, starting the challenge, I was like, "I'm eating way too much. <laughs> like I could be eating. I should be. I could be eating good, but I'm eating way too much of what mm-hmm. I'm eating." So that's one thing that I think I've done really well. That, um, that's
0: amazing, by the way. I, I love that. As like everything you outlined speaks volumes I, I love that you picked that as something you're doing well because that's something most people can really improve on so I love that you that you've picked that and that's something that that you actively have worked on
1: yeah and then I mean it, and it goes you know I could be better at consistency and I think that can be for anybody too yes. like it's gonna be a it's like a typical answer you know I could be better I could be more consistent I'm like yeah I know I could be more consistent but it's the choices, it's, you know, things that came up, or the choices that I made in those days, I'm like, this is why I wasn't consistent. And like today it's okay. I'm like, I'm going to have to just be okay with it. And then tomorrow I'll start over again because like, this is what's came up today. And I just want, as as long like, I'm okay with those O days, like on the consistency calendar, I'm okay with that. I just yep. want to see lesser of them. Love that. Them. Yeah.
0: So, so how, how many O days do you tend to be getting on a month?
1: Well, this is my first month doing it.
0: Okay. Okay. Right
1: now I'm at seven, so I don't like it. Okay. Exactly.
0: That's, that's a great first month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, so it is, and I feel like I, I mean, I did the, um, the weekend warrior for yep. the cycling. Perfect. But I just think instead of like, I would be really good during the week, but instead of actually tracking on the weekends, I was like, well, this is my high day. So I'm just mm. not like, I should be, I should be okay. Like I'll eat this and, and I should still be maybe under. My high day amount or a little bit over, but I should be okay. So that's, that's what I think tripped me up Got on it. it. Got
0: it. Um, makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's my, that's what I want to improve on is being better on the weekends, being more intentional on the weekends, still allowing myself to live my life, but making smarter choices because I haven't, because I have a goal. I was going to say an end goal, but there's no finish line. So, but because I have a goal in mind, <laughs> yeah. I want to be more, I want to be better on the weekends and just be smarter.
0: I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I'm, I'm very impressed with how objective you're being with all of this. Um, I, it, and I don't say that lightly. Like it, I'm very impressed with how clear and objective you are, picking out one thing that you've done well, also understanding there's lots of room to improve. And I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a long, long time. And I can tell you that a shadow of a doubt, the weekends are where most people struggle the most, right? right. It's the yeah. weekend, it's, it's the most difficult because generally speaking, the weekends are where you have less structure than during the week, right? right? You mm-hmm. don't have like the oh, well, school or work and also, generally weekends are the time to relax and they're, they're a reprieve where you don't have to be like on a schedule. Now the and and it's great. It's important to have those days throughout the week. It's very important. I think for many reasons, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, but like you've noticed it can quickly get out of hand to the point where it can, it can slow down or maybe even just like plateau your progress, for lack of a better word, if you're not aware of how much you're eating. Right. Um, and which is why I think what you hit on just now is a really important point is like, I have a goal, right? You have a goal, which means if you have a goal, then you have to make sure you're doing the things that are going to help you achieve that goal. It doesn't right. mean that, that you have to have 31 X's a month, like you should have some yeah. O's. And again, seven O's like for your first month like that's very well done I'm super impressed Uh, can you can you improve sure absolutely we can I can improve as well Um, another thing I'll say is I I got some advice early on in my days of of when I first started a business Um, I did not grow up with much money money was a big issue in my family it was always a, a real concern and I remember uh someone i really looked up to in the industry who i still look up to he's a good friend and a great colleague he gave me advice and he, and he said listen he's like i think you're going to do really big things in this industry and he said what i want the advice i want to give you is making more money will solve more problems until it gets to a point in which it causes more problems it was one of the most poignant pieces of advice that i ever got it's like after a certain point making more money is going to if, it, if that takes over your entire life it's going to cause more problems if that's right. all you focus on and i i've found this with consistency as well consistency with nutrition people need to increase their it, being more consistent is going to solve a lot of your problems until it gets to a point in which being more consistent causes more problems yeah. and for some people they're 40% 50% 60% consistent being more consistent is going to solve more problems. If you get to 90, 95, 98% consistency, being more consistent is going to cause more problems because it's going to not allow you to enjoy your life. So for where you are right now, I think I think a lot of people might be like, oh, I need to be 100% consistent. No, maybe just shoot for 75, 80% consistent, which realistically, you're very close to that already. You're very, very close. So I think having that as a goal to to reach an average of 75 to 85% consistency on a month to month basis would be wonderful for you and would allow you to move towards your goals while also being very sustainable. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I I agree. Um I just that make it just it does it, that that advice resonates so much like no you're right. I mean, we can't at least you know, looking at it from a realistic perspective, I'm gonna trip up and I'm gonna have days and I'm gonna mess up and yes. i'm I'm not gonna be consistent. And instead of killing myself and be, and you know torturing myself for making that mistake of a day or not being consistent that day, you know, just chin up buttercup and like get better like do do better than tomorrow. it's it's fine. I mean I, I've gotten to the point that I'm like, I need to stop a beating myself up and b i used to give myself pity parties all the time because i'm i'm sick and tired of hearing myself complain about it and i think my sisters are too (laughs) (laughs) tired of you know complaining about how i don't like the way i look or i wish i could be thinner or i wish i could change this or that i'm like just just stop like quit quit making excuses and and do it like do do your best every single day and if there's days that you don't hit that goal then, then okay like tomorrow let's 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 start over let's do it again i just i've had to change my mindset so much and just set realistic goals for myself because i know that if i'm not if i'm setting them way too high and i can't achieve that i'm just gonna get defeated and I and i need to set myself up for success and not for failure so so yeah everything that you said just it, it didn't it resonated a lot <laughs> with
0: me i love that so so what do you think would be a great goal for you to strive for, moving forward? Like so moving on, going towards your pregnancy and going towards uh, your your physical goals, your own personal goals, what do you think would be a good goal for you to shoot for that would help you stay on track and encourage you to to move forward but without getting too much?
1: Oh gosh. Um. I could I don't know. So
0: let me ask you this. Do you you want to count calories? No. Cool. So we won't count calories.
1: Honestly, I try. I've learned a lot from doing it, but I don't like it.
0: (laughs) Fair, fair. And I I don't like it either. That's why I don't do it.
1: I did this. I, I did this challenge because I was like, you know what? Everything else I've done hasn't worked. I've never counted calories. I hate the idea of it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a shot love here. That. I want to actually see what I'm eating and how much. I don't actually know. And I said, let's just, let's, let's give it a whirl. Let's do it. And if anything, I'm going to learn something from it. Mm-hmm. So, so to answer your question, no, I, I don't like it at all.
0: <laughs> cool. I love it. But, I,
1: but I've learned from it. I've learned a ton from it.
0: That's, that's right. It's sort of like, you know, no one likes doing homework, but you got to do your homework if you want to get to your goal.
1: Right? If you
0: want You you got to take the exams if you want to get to your goal. Right. Um, you don't have to count calories forever to achieve your goal, but counting calories once for thirty days will help you have a better understanding that could then help you achieve your goal. So I, you've already you you've put in the work this month. You've done it. It's almost over. Like <laughs> I know, we're almost the, there. <laughs> the, the amount that you've put in will help you for the rest of your life. Now, would you? prefer to try something like the three plates, two snacks?
1: I think so. I've, I've thought about that over the last couple of days. I've seen people in the inner circle talking about that. Um, I've heard it on some of the podcasts too. So I'm like, you know, back to earlier, I was like, how would I know if I'm being, if I'm, you know, doing well and progressing if I'm, if I'm not actually looking at how much I'm eating, but I guess it's then changing the mindset to looking at the portion size, in mm-hmm. those three plates and two snacks kind of thing yep and i'm not always i guess when i when i came to this calorie cycling there'd be some days that i just wasn't hungry yep. and i was like well i haven't hit my protein yet but i'm not actually hungry but do i eat something i, was like, I don't really know so then it kind of it then i think about the same thing if i was to switch to three plates two snacks like well, but what if i'm not hungry like what if i don't want to eat something like, do I have to, do I not? And then then I just make it more complicated than what it needs to be. Just because in my own head, I just ask too many questions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so in terms, it's a good question. Um, never, I would say never force feed yourself if you're not hungry. I'm not a fan of, of, of that, right. Um, especially if the goal is fat loss. If your goal is to gain weight, if someone, if someone needs to gain weight or really wants to gain weight and they're just not hungry, well, you got to eat, right? It's like mm-hmm. you got to eat more if you want to gain weight. Right. If your goal is to be in a calorie deficit and you have a day in which you're not hungry, don't force feed yourself. That's totally fine. E- yeah. Because remember, the number one is calories. Calories are number one. Calories dictate whether you're in a deficit or not, which dictates fat loss or not. So I would rather you hit your calories and be under than go over your calories to hit your protein, right? So right. calories number one, protein number two. Right. Um, with that said going back to what we spoke about earlier all, all you need to do is just track your progress so right. three plates two snacks the cool part about it is your portion size is, is pre-made you got plates everything fits on one plate for your meals and a snack generally about the size of your hand right for men I'll, I'll usually say and this is generalities men I'll say the palms the palm of your hand women I say your whole hand because um, generally speaking men, men have bigger hands than women. Right. But mm-hmm. it, 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 Also, the snacks are usually a fruit and or a protein. Um, Sometimes my snack will be a a whole pound of watermelon, which is clearly more than my hand, but I know a whole pound of watermelon is only 140 calories. So I'm like, cool, fine. That'll be my snack and it's only 140 calories. Other times my snack will be a small bowl of Greek yogurt, right? And that's fine. Um, But for the three plates, two snacks, the entire meal fits on one plate. And I would just like there to be some vegetables and protein. Right. That's the only guideline. The rest of the plate, you can put what you want on it. Three plates, two snacks. That's it. That's your day. Okay. Yeah. And from there, how do you know it's working? Well, you're not going to know in the first seven minutes. You're not going to know in the first seven hours. You're not going to get know in the first 48 hours. It's two to four weeks of tracking, checking. And if you don't want to check your weight, check your measurements, check your pant size, check your belt size, check your pictures, two to four weeks. So for the first two to four weeks, You can't make any changes because you haven't given enough time yet, but guaranteed if you follow that for two to four weeks and you're at least 80% consistent, you're going to be making progress. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I really like the three plates, two snacks, especially for people who struggle on the weekend because nothing is off limits. You have your portion sizes laid out for you. So if you're going out to eat still one plate right if you're going out to eat with your friends put it on one plate cool you can still go out to dinner and have one plate of food Um, and that way you don't have to worry about being meticulous with your tracking
1: right so
0: that's that's what i would recommend and if you wanted to do even a calorie cycling approach with this you could so for example on your on your uh low days which so you're doing weekend warrior so your low days were Mm -hmm. monday through thursday yes so monday through thursday three plates two snacks Friday through Sunday, maybe four plates, one snack or something like that. Right. Where now you can have that's calorie cycling. It's just you're increasing your number without actually counting them. You're increasing the amount of food that you're eating throughout that day by changing the portion size or changing the number of portions that you're gonna eat. So that would be a way to continue if you enjoy this strategy without actually counting them.
1: Right. That's a good I like I like that idea. That's a that's a good idea. I, I think I'm gonna try that one after this, after this. Character second challenge is over I think I want to try that I love maybe, maybe just because then I'm not going to be so honed in on making sure I you know figure out how much is it a is it a recipe I'm doing because you know I've heard some of the other um girls either on the podcast or or wherever you know it's like well how do I know like I you know there's no label for this recipe that I'm making like how much like I'm putting a million different ingredients together and I have no idea how much calories is in one scoop of this dish so I'm like (laughs) I don't know like how do I count this I don't know it's like I'm just gonna guess like I think I'm under I don't know I'm too sure so I think that'll help at least with my mindset yeah to know that like it's fine this is this is your plate for this is your third plate today like that's it like you're done so that's it that's good
0: that's it I
1: think the other thing that Trips me up, though. Not trips me up, but I just know that it factors into it because it's the summer and just in general on the weekends. You're going out with friends. You're, I'm, like, with my sisters and with my family. It's, like, we enjoy alcohol together. And we'll have the seltzers and the beers and whatever. So I'm, like, every single can. What's I your
0: favorite? What's your favorite?
1: I like the um, Michelob Lime Prickly Pear okay. and Lime drink. Yep, yep. And then I'll drink I'll drink a seltzer or a summer shandy, whichever right. seltzer, I really don't care. But and then I'm also <laughs> a wine connoisseur for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> any, any and all of it is fine.
0: <laughs> I love that, okay, great.
1: It, and like in modern, like I, you know, cause then on the weekends you, you know, you don't wanna make a bad relationship with alcohol, of course, but sometimes you also have that FOMO. Yeah. That if you're not enjoying a drink with, your siblings and brother-in-laws then you're not going to have a good time which is definitely is a whole other conversation is you know Correct. something else too but that alcohol plays into that calorie intake for the day absolutely and so you don't want to as i don't want to not eat during the day to leave room for the definitely alcohol at that. night Correct. you know because that gets you in a lot of trouble. That's a,
0: that's a dangerous game to play.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, so then I'm like, okay, you know, I want to go out and have a good time, but then I need to learn self-control and discipline when it comes to the alcohol aspect of it too, because you know, I'm in my later twenties, I'm 27. So I'm not in that stage where you're going out and having a binger every night where you're just like pounding the drinks constantly and like blacking out like I've never been the one to do that. I hate I hate hangovers. Yeah. But sometimes when you get you know into you're enjoying yourself, you're having fun time with friends, you just you have too many and you're like, okay, that definitely put me way over my amount for today. Yep. So yep. I'm like how do I how do I manage that? How do I, you know, limit that and and discipline in doing so.
0: Yeah. So this is a great question this is where I would bring in Bright Lines. And, okay. and have, you, have you heard me talk about Bright Lines? I've
1: heard of them, but I don't know what they are, exactly.
0: Okay. So Bright Lines is, uh, it's something that I started using, I think it was in 2014. It was based around research I read from a, a very famous researcher, his name is Alfred Bandora. And he's like the pioneer of research around self-efficacy, uh, in terms of like self-confidence, your belief in your ability to succeed. And I remember reading this research and just being blown away. It makes sense logically, but basically the, the research showing that people who believe in their ability to succeed are significantly more likely to actually accomplish their goal compared to someone who doesn't believe in themselves. And it makes sense. If you believe in yourself, Absolutely. like then you're more likely to do the things that you need to do in order to succeed. If you don't believe in yourself, then at the first sign of potential failure, you quit because you don't believe mm-hmm. it's going to work anyway. And in one of his research papers, he had a, a list of things that he found that worked to increase self-efficacy. This is a huge portion of what my entire coaching philosophy is built off of. One of them was called bright lines. And the way he described them was he, he basically said many people, they when they don't have a plan, their self-efficacy goes down because with this ambiguity – they don't know what they're going to do, which then often leads to them making decisions they're not going to be proud of. So by making what's called a bright line is you're giving yourself some form of a plan. And I've noticed a lot of people get anxious when there's ambiguity, when they don't know what they're going to do. They get worried. Am I going to ruin my progress? So a bright line is essentially a very simple, very straightforward plan. Now, it, it, it's not a plan in that like, okay, well, in this situation, you're going to go here. In this situation, you're going to do this. It's just it's a rule. And you draw a line – it's a bright line that you've drawn in the sand that says, this is what I'm going to do. So, for example, in terms of drinks, a bright line could be, I'm going to allow myself to have two drinks tonight. That's your bright line. That's it. Before you go to that event, you're going to allow yourself to have two drinks, guilt-free, totally fine. But it's two drinks, and that's it, and you're going to stick with that. If you just say, yeah, like I'm going to go there, and I want to drink, but I don't know if I, if I should drink or how many drinks I'm going to have – Odds are, if you start drinking, you're going to end up drinking a bunch of drinks, but if you give yourself that bright line, I'm having two drinks, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm allowed to have it. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's two and there you can enjoy yourself. You can have fun. You can make your bright line, whatever you want. I, I talk with people. If you're going to a social event, like. For example, one of one of the big issues people have when they go to like a Thanksgiving dinner or something, they're like, "There's there's so many desserts, and I don't know which one I can have." I would say, "Listen, one bright line that's worked very well for me is pick your favorite dessert, whatever your favorite one is, and you can have as much of that one dessert as you want, but only that one. Don't mm-hmm. you don't need a, a slice and a piece and a, and whatever from every single dessert on the table. Just pick right. one, and this goes along with research showing that." With increased options comes increased calorie consumption. So if you're more if you just pick one thing, you're gonna is essentially eat way fewer calories and still enjoy it than if you could have a bunch. It's another potential bright line. So if you want like go enjoy some alcohol, that's totally fine. But you could make a bright line of, you know what? I'm only gonna drink one day on the weekend. Like it's either going to be mm-hmm. Saturday or like that could be a bright line, right? Okay. So I'll yeah. be able to have I could have four total oh. drinks this weekend. And that's it. That could be another bright line. You can make a total weekend number of drinks or I'm only going to drink on Saturday or when I do go drink, I'm going to limit myself to two drinks per day, whatever it is. Whatever, you choose the bright line, but it is a bright line and you have to follow it because you set it out and you've made a promise to yourself. And that way you can enjoy yourself while being still moderate and without going too far over.
1: Yeah, that's it. I like that. That's a really good point. That's That's a good idea. And I liked how, I mean, this was not really about the alcohol at all but how you said with the more options that you have out there to eat the more likely you're going to overeat and increase and consume way too many calories my god that's why holidays (laughs) are terrible like if we could just like condense the menu down to just a few options nobody will overeat
0: (laughs) it's 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 so true if you it is crazy there's a lot of research around um open buffets and the amount of calories someone will eat at an open buffet versus if they just order one meal and it is crazy how many calories you can eat simply by going for the open buffet option because it, it's not even just about uh, how full you get it's you when you can change the type of food you're eating like you go from salty you go to sweet you go back to salty, you go back to sweet it's easier to eat way more way more way more and you see so many different options but when you just get that one plate this is one of the reasons I like three plates two snacks. You're forced to put it on a plate. You're not eating out of different containers or just picking or snacking or it's like you have a set number of plates. Put whatever you want on that plate, but that's your meal. And these are like little ways that can really help you moderate how much you're eating without necessarily being overly restrictive.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, that's really cool to think about it in that way. I mean, and so I think I think I'll like doing this three plate two snack option when I'm done with the calorie cycling challenges, just, just to try something different, knowing that I tried the calorie I tried the calorie counting and I gave the good old freshman try and it was a great experience. But yeah, and
0: you did well. Try something, you did well with try it. Else. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and it, it did. I did. I learned so much from it. I didn't like I said, I didn't know how much I was eating before and I, and I thought I was eating I thought I was eating well. I mean, that's what I would say. Like, I'm eating good and I'm working out. I'm eating good. And I'm working, but like, how much am I eating? Like, how much am I actually consuming? Like, it could be all great stuff, sure. But how much How much is the, is the key to am I actually eating in a calorie deficit? Because even my sisters, probably from listening to something that you said, said that um, calorie deficit, that is, if you want to see something change, you need to eat in a calorie deficit. And I would just be like, yeah but i need to go to the gym (laughs) like sure but as long as i'm going to the gym i'm good to go i'm working out like that's all i need and then i started following your content and listening to the podcast i'm like dang it she was right (laughs) (laughs) you can't remember that your sister's right but
0: (laughs) people got mad at me today because i was post people were asking like order of importance in terms of fat loss Uh, i was looking at those and the, the options were weight training, nutrition, sleep, and cardio, and nutrition is number one, sleep is number two, weight training is number three, and cardio is number four. And a lot of people were like, why, why is cardio the last one? It's like, be, number one, nutrition has to be number one because calorie yeah. deficit, like, does, like some people are like, I think sleep should be number one. And uh, well, I know a lot of people who are sleep deprived but still eating a calorie deficit and lose weight. If your goal is fat loss, fat calorie deficit has to be number one. Mm -hmm. Sleep, I think, is number two because behavior pattern is is very much affected by your sleep. If you're staying up to two two in the morning, odds are you're not snacking on celery sticks. Like you're probably getting wings or pizza or chips or whatever it is. And -hmm. not to mention there's physiological benefits to making sure you're getting at least like eight to nine hours of sleep a night. So that's that. So I would say nutrition number one, sleep number two, weight training number three because when you weight train you build more muscle you get stronger you actually end up building like you create more lean mass that allows you to burn calories forever burn more calories even while you sleep and cardio listen cardio is is super important for your heart health for your overall health mental health emotional health i'm a huge fan of cardio but Mm -hmm. specifically for fat loss cardio doesn't burn that many calories. Like someone was like, well, what if I burn like 300 calories during my cardio workout? I'm like, number one, um, the calorie counter that you're using to track your calories burned is off. So you're probably not even burning 300, Mm -hmm. but let's just say for the sake of argument, you're burning 300 calories. Like congrats. It's like a bowl of oatmeal with some fruit and yogurt. Like it's not that (laughs) much, right? So you can blow past 300 calories with a handful of M&Ms. It's not that much. So I think, it, it, it's the perfect example of most people way overemphasize something like cardio and way underemphasize something like nutritional consistency and sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I was thinking earlier, and I, I thought this might be helpful as well in terms of bright lines and drinking and all of that, is I know we said for for the week doing three plates, two snacks and the weekends, maybe four plates one snack. What might be a good idea is if you decide, you know what on a certain day you're gonna have drinks, maybe on the on the weekend that you on the weekend day that you choose to have drinks, maybe make it four plates two drinks. Right? Oh, okay. So, yeah. so you replaced, so essentially now instead of having two snacks, you can have two drinks, right? So four plates, two drinks might be better for you than, uh, than the other one. It, it's totally up to you. You make your bright lines, mm-hmm. but that's another way where you can just swap out one of the snacks with a drink and four yeah. plates, like four meals in a day. That's plenty.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I'm almost looking forward to the, um, <laughs> the time that I, am pregnant because then it's like alcohol just not an option yeah. like you just cut that out entirely like nobody can question why i'm not drinking like nothing it's just like it's not an option at all and i don't have to like sweat it or anything it's just it's gonna be it'll be nice to see yeah that.
0: yeah it's like it's, <laughs> if they saw you drinking they'd be like oh god
1: i'm i'm just i'm excited and, and i'm thankful for the content that i've learned and what I've seen and read and listened to just ever since joining the inner circle and doing the calorie cycling challenge, just because I know this is stuff that I can continue with. This is not just say like, there's no end goal here. Like I'm going to continue with this. Like I, I have the full intentions of throughout pregnancy, whenever that happens, Lord willing, that I, I will continue to, you know, be intentional with what I'm eating, have good proteins, good vegetables um walk i mean be active be consistently active and do what i can do in the weight room whatever i am allowed to do Mm -hmm. and continue that throughout pregnancy that way when the time comes that it's postpartum and it's over and i'm done with that part then i can just it's an easy transition back into it again so Mm -hmm. that's what i'm that's what i'm looking forward to yeah i've Mm -hmm. learned so much from from all from just just from the short amount of time that i've been in the inner circle and then i've been following your content. Like this it's just there's so much information. And it's so and it's so good. It's so so stinking good to hear all this. And I've even told my mom about it. I'm like, hey, you need to like follow this <laughs> on Instagram. Like listen to his podcast. They're really good. So <laughs>
0: thank you. And it makes yeah. me really, really happy. And um I I when when you write your final write up for the calorie cycling challenge mm-hmm. cuz you know that that write up yeah. I, I really want you to include what we spoke about here and like tell me what you're going to be doing cuz i i know but we pick 3 winners and right. and what a lot of people uh, i think a lot of people probably think we picked the winner based on how much weight they lost even though as much as we say it's not about weight loss uh, it's yeah. we picked the winners based on the final write up and and a huge part of this final write-up that we really look for, because we read every one. It, it takes us a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: The,
0: the big thing that we look for in the final write-up is not just how you did during the challenge, but what you plan to do moving forward from the mm-hmm. challenge. That, that's what this whole thing is about. We don't want 30-day success stories. We want lifetime success stories. Right. And so right. what I loved about this conversation is hopefully we've just set you up with a great plan that you can sustain throughout the pregnancy and beyond. So make sure you you write about this and really discuss like going forward this because wink, wink, like this is how we pick winners based on what you really are planning to do moving forward. That's like the most important thing we look for because what's the point of making progress if you don't have a plan going forward and if you can't sustain it? Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that's a lot – I think that's what a lot of programs – miss out on too mm. because they they you know advertise programs for this amount of time and this is what you're going to do and then once it's done that's it like you just kind of like just are dropped and then you know it's like well then well now what but Correct. that's what's so cool with 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 your content and, and what you put out there is that there this is a this is a lifelong thing and you can choose to look at it however you want. You can be miserable during this time or you can mm-hmm. make this fit into your life. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the people that you speak with and coach, they're not they're not necessarily bodybuilding people. They're not these incredibly fit athletes. Like we're just these average Joe Schmo people. Yep. So it's like it's like you're not you're not fitting into the fitness lifestyle. You're making it fit your lifestyle because yeah. there's moms or, or dads who are busy, there's single parents, there's, you know, whomever. I mean, I've, I'm balancing working part-time, doing schoolwork and doing clinical hours and like yeah. managing a household. And I could not imagine doing this while having kids. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, there's been times that I can make it to the gym twice a week. At this stage of my life, I can go twice a week. So, and, and, and that's the most I can do. And then I'll, I'll, I have a goal to walk a minimum of 8,000 steps a day. So if I don't get that in during clinical time or during work, I've got a treadmill here that I'll just walk on. Like, I, I just, that. I just want to be af- active and and set myself up for goals that I can, that are sustainable, that are long-term and it's not going to be uh 30 days. And then, <laughs> and then you're done. Like stop,
0: exactly. it's like,
1: this can't stop here.
0: I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Um, is there anything else I can help with? Do you feel confident moving forward?
1: I yeah, I absolutely do. I feel good. I feel good about this. I'm excited for I'm excited for after the 30 days to see what happens next, like what else can I do next and and how will this, you know, three plates two snack kind of thing what's that going to do for me? So I'm excited for this. Yeah, it'll be good.
0: Good. Please 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 keep me updated with all of your progress. For uh, sure. I'm very impressed, and I, I really I feel very blessed to have this conversation. I think it's been wonderful to to speak with you, and I'm really excited to see your progress.
1: Thank you so much. This has been this has been fantastic. I was <laughs> so nervous. I'm not kidding. Like the minutes before, my heart rate was probably up in the 120s at least, just sitting here <laughs> waiting <laughs> for the call to come through. I'm like, oh my gosh. What if I have nothing to say? What if it's not interesting? What if this is pointless entirely?
0: (laughs) Everyone always says like, oh, I don't, what if I like don't have anything good to say? And I was like, we're just going to have a conversation. It's, it's always, always a great conversation and you did not disappoint. It it was wonderful. And and I really think, uh, I hope it helped you and I guarantee you this helped a lot, a lot, a lot of people. So thank you very much. I appreciate you giving me your time. It really means a lot to me.
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate your time. This is this has been really cool. And I, I'm glad to have gotten your insight on stuff too. So it's been it's been encouraging.
0: Good. I'm glad. Well listen, have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will talk talk to you very soon. But please keep me updated with how you're doing, okay?
1: okay. All right. All Thank right. you so much, Jordan. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. They've been helping a lot. And if you'd like to join the inner circle, you can do that at the link in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.